So over the last um, couple of weeks, we have been asking this question, what do you see? As we are in this new decade of the 20s, do you know the other day I was thinking, what, did, what do we call the, the tens and the zeros? Twenties is nice and easy, isn't it? We, we call it the twenties, the twenty tens, maybe the twenty zeros. I don't know. I have to think about that. Noughties. Okay. The tenies, the teenies. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're in the twenty twenties, and um, we can't help but think of twenty twenty vision, and that's what we're we're looking at and thinking about for a little bit. This year, well, not, not for the whole year, but um, 2020. 2020 vision is what can be seen, can be seen in 20 feet. And so I want to ask this question today to all of us. What do you see? Some people have shared what they see and they have explained some of the things that they see. But I wonder whether you have asked yourself that question. What do you see? Have you? Or are you just listening to what we say? Because I want to draw this out of you today. I want you to think about this today. What do you see? Do you see what God wants you to see? Or do you completely rely upon maybe what I see or others see? What do you see? Jeremiah 24, verse 3, God says to him, what do you see, Jeremiah? Amos, chapter 7, verse 8, in Amos 8, verse 2, God says to Amos, Amos, what do you see? What do you see, Amos? And so I ask you this question today, what do you see? What do you see, Susan? What do you see, Emma? What do you see? God is saying, what do you see? Write it down in your book. What do you see? Val, what do you see? Edna, what do you see? Because you see, we are all on mission together. Not our mission, but God's mission. And he wants to speak to us. He wants to show us. And he's asking you this question today. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? I want to tell you this, this great um, story in numbers of all books. Numbers, if you look at between numbers 22 and 24, probably a place you don't often go to in the Bible, but there's this great account of this man called Balaam, okay? And Balaam is a pretty absurd, crazy story. Read it for yourself, Numbers 22 to 24. And Balaam is a, a man, he's actually a soothsayer. He's a seer. And um, king, the king of Moab then, Balak, the king of Moab, he, he hires Balaam to lay a curse on the Israelites, to say a curse over them. So against the Israelites. But this supernatural event takes place. That this man, this 
man called Balaam, who has, who has been hired to bring a curse, in fact, is overcome by the power of God and brings a blessing onto Israel. And God turns it round. Great story of God using being powerful, being awesome. And um, let me just read this from Numbers chapter 24, verse 15. This is the message Balaam delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the message of the man whose eyes see clearly. Lord, I pray that we would be people whose eyes see clearly. The message of one who hears the words of God. Lord, I pray that we would hear your words. Who has knowledge from the Most High. Who sees a vision from the Almighty. Who bows down with eyes open wide. Lord, I pray that we would be people that see clearly, that hear your words. That we would be people with eyes open wide open what do you see are you even looking it's my challenge to us today do you know what's so awesome about this account of Balaam is that he was hired to bring a curse but he brings a blessing but not only that he brings a prophetic word um, about the coming of Jesus the Messiah that's how crazy how amazing it is and you carry on and read that in numbers 24 where he says i see him but not here and now i perceive him but far in the distant future a star will rise from jacob a scepter will emerge from israel it will crush the heads of moab's people cracking the skulls of the people of sheth crazy edom will be taken over and seer its enemy will be conquered while Israel marches on in triumph, a ruler will rise in Jacob who will destroy the survivors of Ur. So the, the star of Jacob is a prophetic word of Jesus, the Messiah, coming in the future and conquering death. And so I love those words, though. The message of the man whose eyes see clearly do you see clearly when i ask you that question what do you see what's going on what are you thinking about do you see are you looking what do you see what's in your 20 feet what do you see and if you see nothing, I pray this over you, that you would have eyes that see clearly, that you would hear the words of God, that you would have knowledge from the Most High, and that you would see visions from God. Eyes wide open. Do you see God? Do you see Jesus in everything that you do? There's another account in Daniel a very popular Sunday school, if you were um, someone who went to Sunday school, story, Nebuchadnezzar, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, is it? Is that the three? Yeah. And the story of Nebuchadnezzar, who was a, he was a pious king uh, of Babylon. Um, he 
ordered the deportation, the exile of the Israelites, the Jews, to Babylon. And then he ordered them to worship his God, worship him. He built massive temples. He built huge roads and structures. And there's this account that we find in Daniel chapter 3, the story where Meshach, Shedrach, that doesn't sound quite right, but yeah, you know who I mean, are thrown into the fiery furnace, aren't they? Because they refuse to bow down to the God that Nebuchadnezzar wants them to worship. And so he's enraged, he's, he's furious, and he throws them in the fire. Let's read it, then we can get it right. It's in the book of Daniel, chapter 3, and we'll read that. Yeah, verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. So Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with them that his face became distorted with rage, it says here. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind them and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed. And because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So securely tied, they fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed, didn't we tie up three men? And throw them into the the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, look, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed. And the fourth looks like a god. Look, I see four men. When you look, who do you see? Do you see God in the midst of the things that you are living in and walking in? Do you see God? What do you see? Or do you see all you see is yourselves? All you see is the things that we do? Or do you see just ourselves? Or do you see clearly with wide open eyes what God sees? What do you see? also want to ask another question today. Not only do I want to ask the question, what do you see? I want to ask the question, who do you see? Who do you see? 
in your 2020, in your 20 feet, in your peripheral vision, who do you see? Take a moment to think about that. Who do you see? In your rhythm of life, who do you see? The people you work with, your family. Maybe you're involved in sport. Maybe you are at college. Maybe you're at school. Maybe at university. Who do you see? In our regular, regular places, at home, work, club, school, college, your local shop, the garage where you buy your fuel, the dentist, the doctors. Who do you see? Think about that. Who do you see? And then there's the random places we go, like on holiday or appointments or different shops, coffee shops, those sort of places. Who do you see? Do you see anybody? Because I believe if we walk with our eyes wide open, if we walk thinking and asking ourselves the question, what do we see and who do we see, God will give you the answer about what to see, but also, who do you see? Because, you know, we are called by God, and he draws us to himself to be part of his mission. That is absolutely incredible. You know, we don't have a mission. God has a mission. And his mission is to redeem the world, is to bring the world to see Jesus. And we are partners with him. He calls us. He, he chooses us to be part of that mission. And so asking these questions, what do we see and who do we see, are vital and important. Because if we are partnering with God in this redemption of the world, wherever we walk, as we are carriers of his presence, carriers of his light, then who do we see? You know, it's been so exciting um, this year hearing some wonderful stories, different stories of divine encounters in our everyday, in our rhythm of life. Some wonderful stories and of people that are just doing their normal things and then seeing with God's eyes and then people being drawn to the light that's within them and being able to speak life into them and say, hey, can I pray about that? Or let me tell you about this in my life when I experienced this and I found God to be the answer to this. You know, those divine appointments, those divine encounters because when we listen, when we walk with eyes wide open, when we are looking, wherever we go, wherever we are, we can be these partners in God's mission. Sally, Sally um, gave a, a little talk about what she saw last week, and she talked about light and the fact that in order to see, we need light. 
Because we can't see when it's dark. And in order to see, we need this light. We are that light. The light in us will bring light to the community that we are in. And because we are light, we can bring light into the community. And then there is hope for the community in the places that we go. That they would see God through the light in us. That those that are lost in the darkness can see God through us, looking, listening as we go. So that's my challenge. What do you see? Who do you see? Let's do it now. Just with the person next to you, think of the places that you go, the rhythm of your life. It could be work, it could be a club you're a part of, it could be school, it could be college. Whatever you do, you could be a worker, you could own a business, whatever it is, your day-to-day, who do you see right now? Think of someone who's in your rhythm of life. Who do you see? And then speak to the person next to you, and then just pray for those divine encounters to be able to speak to them or just share with them your light with those people. Okay? Two minutes, let's do it. Every one of us should have someone in our in our mind, unless we walk around with our eyes closed and we never speak to anybody. Okay, if you want to bring your closed prayers to a close. Okay. So I've asked the question what do you see and who do you see? What about this question? Why do you see? Strange question, maybe. Flora, you've saying something to me, so... I said because I'm looking. <laughs> Great answer. Straightforward, isn't it? But I don't know if anybody found the, the thing that I just did there difficult to do. I'll pray about that later. But yeah, so why do we see? Because we're looking. Okay, what, any other thoughts about that? Why do, why do we see? Why does God choose to show us things? If we're looking, why do we see? One of the things we try and teach our girls is to be gold diggers, um, not in the um, sugar daddy type way, but um, in that um, everybody we see, um, because I believe this is God, how God sees, is you, you dig for the gold, um, even amongst all the dirt. And that's my why. Uh, and that's what we try and teach them. That's their why. In everyone we see, no matter how much they irritate us or anything, there is there's this gold, there's this image of God that um, God is trying to bring out in every single person. That, that is his whole, that's his whole MO, I think. And so I try and, try and step in line with that. So it's, it's us changing the way that we look at things. If we see things through God's eyes, then we can see the gold in people. Yeah, okay. Anybody else? Why do we see? 
are appointed to be his, his eyes, his hands, his ears. So this is an instruction of God is in, in well for us as we partner with him um to be able to see that with his eyes, yes. Yes. And so that we can see clearly. We and, and I pray that our eyes will be open to see clearly how God wants us to see. thinking of the Amy Grant song, uh, My Father's Eyes, uh, eyes full of compassion, you know, seeing every pain. When we look with our Father's eyes, we can see the hurt in people, we can see the need in people. And yes, I think I, I always pray for my Father's eyes. That song's, always, that song's always stayed with me. So to answer the question, why we see is to bring hope to you know why do we why do god choose us choose us to see as he sees to bring hope to those that are broken to bring light to those that are in the dark to bring jesus to those that are lost so other people might have other answers why my question now is what are you going to do about it what are you going to do about it if God is showing you things and you're praying to open your eyes and you're seeing people now as in your every day, what are you going to do about it? That's my coaching question. As anybody that does coach, coaching, that's the question, isn't it? You identify things that need to happen in your life. So then the question is, what are you going to do about it? And that's where the challenge is, isn't it? But let me encourage you that God gives us everything that we need in order to be the people that he's called us to be. So that, you know, in the places that we walk, in the places that we go, God hasn't called us for no reason at all. God's called us to partner in this great mission of seeing people come to him. And so he gives us everything. He gives us the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. He gives us the scriptures to encourage us and, and show us. And he gives us sight and our ears to listen to what he is saying. So, what do you see? Who do you see? What are you going to do about it? God wants us to join him in his mission. But prayer... You know, maybe you're squirming in your seat today with these questions I'm bringing. I'm sorry about that a little bit. But um, I just pray for you, and you can pray. That is the power of prayer. You know, Bill shared the great story, uh, an account of where Jesus heals the blind man last Sunday. And it's an awesome look at that where he talked about where Jesus spat into his eyes and seen it as putting the DNA of God in, in that person. And in that account, remember that account where he heals the blind man and God says, what do you see? He says, um, can you see, actually? He says, can you see anything now? When he first prays for him. And, and the, the man, you can find it in Mark 8. And the man says, yes, I can see. I see people but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. So then Jesus prays again, places his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored. 
And he could see everything clearly, just like Balaam. A man who sees clearly, who hears the words of God, who has knowledge from the Most High and sees a vision. His eyes were wide open. And if today you are not able to see as you would like to see, then pray. Ask the Father and he will open your eyes so that you can see clearly. That we would see things the way they are not just the way they appear to be. That we will see with his eyes, with God's eyes. And then we'll do something about it. Don't leave it to someone else. God has placed people in your life for a purpose, for a reason. Someone else isn't going, someone else isn't going to speak to them. You can speak to them. And you can be that light. You are that light you are carriers of the presence of God. And people do see something different about you because there is something different about you. You have Jesus in you. You have the light of the world in you and you are the light in the community that you are. So let's pray together. And I'll pray. Let's stand actually. Let's pray and speak to God about this and call upon him. Father, we thank you that you have called every one of us to be part of your mission to bring hope, to bring life, to bring light to those that are broken, to those that are lost. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that your heart is to see people come to you through your son, Jesus. And I thank you that we who have given our lives to that, that we have the power that you give us, the Holy Spirit that you give us to walk with confidence and strength, knowing that we are part of your mission, God, to see this world redeemed, to see Shinethli redeemed, come to you, to know you, to know your light, to know your hope, to know your everything, to know your love. And so, Lord, we worship you and we praise you today and thank you that you are our strength. And I pray for those of us here today who, who don't see how you see. And I pray, Lord, that their eyes will be opened, that they will see clearly, and that they will hear you, and that they will listen, and that they will see as you want them to see with the authority that you have given us, with the knowledge that you have given us, with the power and the strength that you have given us, that we would truly see things they were, the way they really are, not just the way they appear. So we praise you, we glorify you, and we thank you, Jesus, that you are our king and that you are our everything. And so we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.